Lime, duh. What up, Jabroniacs? Uh, welcome to a, I guess, an emergency. I don't know what you're gonna, what we call this episode of Cal, but um, uh, thank, first off, thank you for listening. I know this episode's coming out in an unorthodox time. Uh, but, um, this episode has been, I don't know how else to say it called, um, this episode has been called upon, has been demanded by, uh, the legal cow current champion, um, Jason Shabiro. Sierra Hotel, Echo, Bravo, India, Romeo, Oscar, Shabiro. You're a winner. Yeah, um, Jason Shabiro is here. He is the comedian to wrestling heavyweight champion, if you don't know that. Um, for a bit of recap, which actually I'm going to cut into the video version of this, uh, is uh, I was the cow heavyweight champion on, um, I, I think this was what, this, I forget the day, December 17th. December 18th, the yeah. day the Waikiki Sneaky was executed uh, that's, perfectly. That's what you're deeming it. That's what they're calling it. The that's a look. I, I, by the way, I didn't call it this. This is just what the streets are calling it. You have the Montreal screw job. You right. have the heist of the century. And now I bring you the Waikiki Sneaky. That's when you steal the title with yeah. the best of intentions and you abscond off to beautiful Hawaii and you just you live in Waikiki now. You get, you get a fucking penthouse apartment. Right yeah. on the balconies where you do the pod, you got the belt that hangs out right on your foosball table slash trophy case. And is that what that is? I see that the cow. You're currently, uh, and you could see this on the video, by the way. If you follow us, which you should, you should be following our YouTube page, the Damn Black Attack slash Comedians Wrestling Podcast YouTube page. You could see this video, but honestly, I mean, my feelings towards Shebs aside, where he's at is undeniably a beautiful location, and he has Thank you. the beautiful cow title. Um, sitting on a foosball table on a balcony overlooking a, it looks like a canal in yeah. the, in, over the yeah. hills yeah. of Waikiki. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous where you're at. If you're familiar with Hawaiian geography, which I'm sure most of your listeners are not, uh, I am situated right now oh, on a penthouse balcony overlooking the beautiful Alawai Canal, which is the north border of Waikiki. In my view, uh, to the east would be Diamond Head, beautiful, beautiful mountain. And then behind me, for you guys, right. is I wanted you to see the view of uh, Kaka'ako, which is kind of like, you know, a little town over there. And then uh, some rolling hills, beautiful stuff. And then, of course, the you called it a foosball table. It's a foosball table slash trophy case, yeah. which is where I keep. That's where the cow title is when, when it's not around your waist. That's where it stays? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I like to look. You had it. You had it just, it was living a, a, a trapped life. It was like a caged bird. You had it sitting there in your goddamn house in LA, quarantined like a bitch. And I had to bring it out to paradise. Sometimes it sits in the trophy case. Sometimes it rests on this hammock with me. Sometimes I bring it out to the strip. I take it to Waikiki proper. We go out for a night on the town. Um, I hang out, you know, with all the surfers and all the, the tourists. They want autographs from the champ. It's, it's pretty cool. But the, the fact remains that belt needed a tan. It couldn't just. By the way, you were using that eco-friendly piece of shit. I mean, uh, actually, on. it was the responsible era, the cow responsible era title. And I'm not surprised that you switched 
back to the gold title made of uh, plastics, uh, 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 toxins uh, made overseas. You're I'm toxin. not surprised because of you're not living the most, uh, I would say, responsible lifestyle. You so, flew all the way across country, stopping in different cities, bashing me over the head while I was sick. I mean, you know, let's talk about who's responsible, okay? I flew in a full N95 mask and face shield. I beat the. I tried to beat the COVID out of you. Whatever you've been doing, that was irresponsible because you're the one who got fucking COVID, bro. It doesn't matter how many flights I take. If I'm clean, I'm clean. I'm spreading zero ver, uh, virus, zero germs, which this means... Is hot garbage. Yeah. Look, man, the proof is in the pudding. It's scoreboard, bitch. You've got COVID. You're responsible. You almost gave it to one of our friends the other day. I, you were talking to him on the street, and he freaked out. I've given nobody this disease. All I've done is, is, is just spread goodwill and good times and bring this belt back to some semblance of relativity here. Okay. So, um, first off, all right. Well, look, like I said me, on me, our let, YouTube let, channel, let me, let we're going to cut to that. We're going to cut to Shebs' get, let, title let me, win. Let me, I cut, get, let me cut right to the chase. Well, okay? can I just say, can I, Shebs? I understand you're the champion, and I, I want to set this up for people, okay? I'm going to set this up I for am, people real quick. Okay. Let me set one thing up. All right. All I'm right. the champion. That means I'm allowed in this podcast whenever I want, okay? This is important. It's important to have a strong champion with a strong presence on the pod. That hasn't always been the case in times where, like, if he Nwadaway had the, the worst title run ever where he was not even on the pod. I'm trying to bring right. this pod to greatness. So I'm here whenever I want to do an app. You have me on to do an ep. That's what's up. And I said we need an emergency episode because I, I got to the Firefly Inferno match at TLC, and I said, holy shit, this needs to be broken down. You and me, Dan, we need to talk about this because let's be honest, we've got great in-ring chemistry. We could cut a great pod, and the people need to – we are two of the four most RKO experts and students. We lived in – well, I lived in a bunker in the Amazon to devise the RKO rating system, the RKO RKO ranking system. So yeah. we need to rank this RKO, and that's why I called this episode. Thank you for having me on the pod, Dan. I know it's your show, but I'm its champion. Sorry to cut you off, but that's a champion's life for me. What did you want to say, buddy? Well, what I would like to say is that, first off, for people who don't know, part of the responsibility, part of the, uh, the honor – of being the cow champion is that you're always welcome on the podcast, regardless of your relationship with me, the host of uh, uh, Cow Podcast. Regardless of any politics, the cow title has certain, frankly, stakes uh, and responsibilities to it. It's a prestigious title, and actually, to be honest, the cow title has more uh, stakes, uh, 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 more privileges than I believe the WWE title, which I think in kayfabe of WWE actually has. Does nothing really. I think it's it's mainly in their verse, kind of a prop, uh, if you will. But uh, you know, that's a discussion for another time. But no, you Shev's on the show, and uh, I see the, I'm not going to be able, stopping him from calling uh, uh, episode. So kind of what you're saying is that we've had champions like Ify who never came on the podcast, whose goal was to make this pod irrelevant, and you're saying you're you're trying to give back to the Calverse by being a more present champion. Is this what you're saying? Look, Dan. I know you are a little bit uh, sore, both metaphorically and also physically, because I look, you're my best friend in the world and I love you to death, but I had to do what I did. All right. I had to beat you over the head with a briefcase and take this title Waikiki, but I'm not a bad guy. I didn't do it because I'm a bad guy. I'm doing this for you and your show and your listeners for the Jabroniacs. I'm doing this to give them some booking, man. We were starving for some action. Okay, the title sat on the goddamn shelf for a year. Yeah, during Nothing a happened. national, a, a global pandemic. A That's no excuse. Crisis. 
You know what I hear? I hear in a fucking excuse right now. Okay, the one thing, our gift, Dan, you and me, we're in the entertainment business, bro. This is just business. Okay, we're in the entertainment business. And, and look, while first responders are out there with their PPE and their time massages or whatever they do for COVID patients, we're out here bringing laughter, bringing entertainment, bringing content. Okay, yes. and I couldn't sit here and have this beautiful belt sit on a goddamn shelf and have this podcast suffer because there's no storyline, there's no angle, there's no action, there's no matches. COVID be damned. I'm here to help you yeah. out, man. I did this. For you. Well, that's part of what's sadistic about you. Part of, frankly, about you that makes me sick is that, first of all, you, you, you refer to what's going on as a story. You refer to what's going on, the fact that you show up at my doorstep as booking story, because that's how we talk about pro wrestling, which is scripted. But you and me, what we have is real. You came to my house while you knew I was sick, and you hit me over the head and hit me multiple times. It didn't even phase you. After the second hit is what really hurts the most. The second hit. The first it, one. It wasn't misguided. that pin? It wasn't that Lionheart pin? No. That insult to injury? No, that was just, uh, that's just, at that point, you were gone, bro. But this is what I'll say to you. This is what I'll say to you. I, like Brett and Sean, I am a fucking professional. And my personal feelings towards you, which, by the way, are still very present. I'm really disgusted by what you did. Frankly, heartbroken by what you did. Okay? I couldn't. Okay honestly get emotional about it, but I'm not going that route right now because what I want to say to you is that this podcast and this content, the quality of the content in this podcast, if your goal is to put out good content, well, then we have a mutual goal, my friend. And so for the good of the Jabroniacs, the listeners, I will always strive to make the best fucking wrestling podcast, and that's what we do. So if your goal here is to do that, well, then I'm willing to work with basically anybody to get that going, but do not... Do not fret, my pet, because, baby, when I'm still your, the people's responsible tramp, okay? It's, and I, when it is responsible to confront you, it will happen. And I will responsibly see you at a future date, at a future time, at a future location. Now, let's move on to making great fucking wrestling podcast content, okay? That's all I'm here for, man. That's all I'm here for. Like you said, this is maybe for you a Brett and Sean situation. We're two guys at the top of our game. Maybe you've got a personal problem with me. You're a little conflicted working with me. But there's undeniable chemistry in the ring. We're going to make the best content known to fucking man. And let's be honest, the people deserve this, man. You deserve this. Well, the problem I'm is doing that this. you think you're Brett. That's the problem. I wish I was Brett. I know that in this scenario, I understand in this breakdown, I am probably the Shawn Michaels here. I am, you know, I'm a sexy boy, and there's nothing we could do about that. We're going to get past it. But, Dan, let me tell you something. You always said. I think I'm cute. I know I'm know sexy. I've got, I've got a frog. That's all the way down in my throat. Lazy eye. And I will tease it. Got bad tattoos, but my chest has got hair. I'm just a sexy boy. Jesus, my homeboy. Just a sexy boy. Jesus, my homeboy. I go to church. Get on my feet. I pray like the bitch. Jets, as always, you fucking ruin everything. I mean, we're Look, almost man, had fun for a second. We're you're the one. 
You're the one who said we got to treat you this podcast. You said my wife's a bitch. Is that what you said? <laughs> well, not well, for, how is I that meant, even relevant to Sean? I don't know. I just assume his wife's a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, bro, I said I go to church, get on my knees, and then you said my wife's a bitch. How is that even fun? I mean, I, uh, what are you doing? Look, man, I'm laughing is what I'm doing. I'm the time of my life out here. I'm in fucking Waikiki. I'm having a blast. Dan, you always said we got to treat this belt and this title and this podcast like a grill and throw some steaks on it, baby. That's all I'm doing. This is what you did. You And you're, by the way, you're a comedy right, writer. My music. You're a comedy writer, okay? So you even understand game. Yeah. You're a very yeah. talented writer. I'll give you that. You know, and I said, I Thank go you. to church. I, you were talking about church. So I play your idea. We're going down a hole. And I go, I go to church, get on my knees. And you threw just a <laughs> curveball joke of my wife's a bitch. What? I mean, what was that? It was, look, you want to try again? I'm, I'm good to just, I mean, I called this episode of the pod to talk about the RKO. But if you want to do some more verses. I go to Michael. church. Get on my knees. I pray to Jesus. And I ask him for a straight eye. Because it's twist move to the side. I don't know what happened. But and you- my wife's a huge bitch. I'm just- <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm just a sexy boy. Oh, my God. Stupid, 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 stupid. I mean, what can you do? I don't agree with Shame. it, but you could just... You know, it's just kind of like COVID. I get COVID. You just kind of laugh at it, right? It's a tragedy, but you just kind of laugh at it. I'm just having the time of my life out here, baby. I'm just vibing out hardcore Waikiki style. Okay, Sheb. So you came out here for this one-off cow champion episode or whatever it is. Um, And uh, what do you want to talk about? You you saw TLC finally? Is it new out there in Hawaii? I watched... One match and one match only, and that's all I needed to see because it was fucking incredible. The Firefly Inferno match, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Did I love this thing. So great. Voices in my head, they cancel me. They understand. They don't talk to me. So I imagine you guys talked about the match on the pod. This episode is mostly to rate the RKO that uh, was at the finish of the match. Okay. <laughs> what did you think of the match in general? What are your thoughts? Uh, well, that match, I mean, I have to go back a couple weeks because, uh, you know, we're professionals here normally and we stay on top of the current stuff. But yeah. going back a couple weeks, um, uh, I absolutely, I want to say adored that match. Yeah. I actually code readed that match. I said yeah. uh, to, to our friend group. I sent yeah. a text out to the group, which, hey, which you're unfortunately still on. Right. Um, and uh, it said, I said, yo, this match much must watch. Not only that, I said it was so good that it, I thought it was a shame to just tack it on the end of a TLC pay-per-view. Felt a little bit of hat-on-a-hat scenario. I was saying that, like, you know, this pay-per-view had a, a, a lot of gimmickry to it. You had three title matches, all that were TLC matches, I believe. Or, you know, at least two, one mm. opening the show, big matches, and then you had a, just this Inferno match, which was not promoted at all. Like, uh, they, on the SmackDown before, they're like, it's, it's, a, it's an Inferno match, because the whole time we were like, uh, is the first Randy Bray match going to be cinematic? What is it going to be? And then they were like, we knew it would be some kind of gimmick, but then they tacked it on. And I was like, this Firefly Inferno match, this is like something you should put on, like, put this on during the halftime of a football game. <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing. I definitely yeah. disagree that it belongs at the end of a Raw. This is a pay-per-view match for sure. Maybe they could have saved it to Royal Rumble, because, but TLC is a cool well, My question for you, because okay, yeah. I actually brought this up on the pod, you asked me what was I saying. So I, I think it's a good question to ask you, your opinion. Um, is this like, I guess the pay-per-view model seems so dead to me at this point. Like, right. not that we shouldn't, it shouldn't be leading to a pay-per-view, but like, I also think that pay-per-views might be not necessarily helping the brand of WWE. Like, so that's, that's a bigger question. And it's right. not going to get solved with where to put the Firefly Inferno match, right? That's a business question. You could get that bald fuck Arlen on the spot if you want to talk business. All but right. look, I think interested. that you're right. Pay-per-view may not be, you know, the best avenue by which to deliver high-stakes matches. Now, I don't know. But My right point now, is you got to get Widowski's eyes on this. I always talk about Widowski. I agree. The casual I agree. Fan, the Widowski test. Like, if someone like Widowski, who doesn't watch wrestling, but was a fan, Attitude Era fan, a lapsed Attitude Era fan, right? Right. If they see this, they're going to be like, yo, that, no one's going to not no one's going to say that wasn't sick. Correct. But the lapsed fans, the guys who don't watch every week, right. don't watch every week. So he's not going to catch it on a raw. You get right. these guys when you say, yo, we're ordering Royal Rumble. Yo, we're ordering. Uh, oh, you, you know, we don't need to watch. You want to come over and watch TLC? I got the network. We don't have to order pay-per-view anymore. We just right. watch it on the network. And it'll be like, oh, cool. It's a pay-per-view. He's not going to tune in for a random raw or SmackDown, but he will tune, da- tune in for a pay-per-view, which is why there's still cachet in putting a big match like this to headline a pay-per-view, even on no promotion. I understand the promotion was, was, uh, was a missed opportunity. Well, those are there. almost two separate points. But I'm just saying, I like that this is on a pay-per-view. I, I could have even put it on a bigger... This match was so good. This could have been a WrestleMania match. This could have been a Royal Rumble match. But I happen to have a soft spot for TLC. I think out of the second-tier pay-per-views, it's probably the premier pay-per-view, right? Like, out of the four temples, you know, there's WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Ugh. But, like, those are the big four. TLC, to me, is the next best pay-per-view. So, I'm okay with this being on TLC. I love this match. The aesthetic was great. They would do the moves. Like, when they hit a, a slam, the fire would, would, like, flare up. They had these Chinese staircases of fire lining the ring. Those, Those I've never in- seen before. Those were sick. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I've been around a lot of fire, guy. Okay, you know that. I love fireplaces. I, I went to sleepaway camp. Love a campfire. Okay, I used to light shit on fire when I was a kid. It's part of the dark triad. Makes me a psychopath. I love fire. I've never seen the Chinese staircase of flames before. And I am all about it. Now I need dark for my triad. wife. I'm going to get them. I'm going to swap out the tiki torches. Over here in Waikiki for some Chinese the dark triad. What's the dark triad again? I know what it is, but what are the triads? It's, it's sort of a semi-disproven litmus right. test to find out what kids are going to turn into sociopaths as they grow up. I think it's like playing with fire, torturing small animals, and wetting the bed. Like, if you have those three <laughs> things as a kid, you're probably going to be a serial killer. I could be wrong. That might not be the exact three. What was the first one Something like those three. What? What was the first one again? Fucking with fire? Playing with fire wetting the bed, and torturing small animals. Three things that I did in boatloads when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, we know. I'm just kidding. I never, I never tortured Though small I animals. I think only torturing animals is weird of those, really. That's, that's weird enough. I think torturing an animal is... I mean, the only torture of an animal I ever did like was like... Insect. Was like, no, it was like, you know, I'd, I'd eat like tortilla chips around my dog and not give him any. You know, I would never actually harm an animal. You know, like, I'm not one of those not guys. Remember that you struck, remember? off to kill that raccoon? Okay, so one time when we were driving, you, yeah. me, our friends, a raccoon was crossing the street, and I refused to hit the brakes. I refused to swerve the wheel. I have a policy, yeah, and that yeah. is I do not endanger my life, my precious, precious fucking life, 
or the lives of my friends, Dan, you included. I will not swerve. I will not stomp on the brakes. I will not endanger my life to save a fucking raccoon. They're a pest. They're a rodent. Not going to happen. Now, you guys claim that I actually hit the accelerator. I sped up to hit the raccoon. That is not true. That is what you guys subjectively thought happened because I didn't slow down. I certainly didn't slow down one mile. I went, maintained the speed, but I will not jeopardize this precious, precious life or the uh, lives of my friends. That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but it is you true. Know, when, when we're looking back on what you did to what me. What I'm capable of. What I'm ca- I will tell you this. I had it no all remorse. kind of flashes before. before I had yeah. no remorse. To this day, I have no remorse. I would kill that thing 20 times over to not jeopardize dan your life i'm not gonna pump the brakes or swerve the wheel and potentially crash flip and kill my best friend i fucking not gonna happen bro i would like to do give a moment of silence for that raccoon that you fucking decimated let me tell you something i'm I'm negging i'm negging that request no silence for that raccoon loud noise i'm naming naming that raccoon that raccoon gets a name yeah you can name him all you want but i will not give him a moment of silence sorry bro ain't happening it's uh now not ever it's rocky my via the raccoon. Well, if you name him Rocky Maivia, I have to show my respect a little All bit. Alright, Rocky Maivia the raccoon, Rocky the raccoon. Um anyway, okay. So uh I think that's already a character, but yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a there is a it's Galaxy Guards of the Galaxy, the Rocky Raccoon. That's more of a Batista jam. <laughs> oh yeah, that is. Batista, so we're already hitting so many wrestler connections here. Yeah, who's that? So would, look, go, would go to a Hoobastank concert. I would. I'd go. I'd jeopardize COVID. I'd risk COVID infection to go to a Hoobastank concert <laughs> I right think now. the only way you want to go to that, you know, because <laughs> if you're going to get COVID at a concert, to go to get it at Hoobastank is so funny. Well, because then, then, then they sing, I'm not a perfect person. And you're like, yeah, I'm not, man. I made mistakes. I just made one tonight. But I'll do you one better than that. I would say this. I think Hoobastank is maybe the only concert you could go to during covid because no one will fucking be there so it's 100 percent safe as long as you're 10 feet away from the stage there's not another soul in sight covid free enjoyment of a live concert did you did you see that onion headline that was like um that was like yo nickelback's been playing through the pandemic and not noticing that they're <laughs> that's really funny um, but everyone knows i actually think nickelback is very good uh they're not a bad band they get a lot of hate just like i think dane cook is really funny I think some things just get more hate than the, are they a great band? Absolutely not. But do I rock out to some of their jams? You know it, brother. Especially no, in the I, I think Dane Cook's funny. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything he's done in 20 Look, years. The dream but. concert for me is a double headline, Dane Cook and Nickelback. It's called the Haters Gonna Hate World Tour. I'll, be, right, I'll so buy every ticket. If a concert was Dane Cook, Nick, Nickelback, Hoobastank, <laughs> <laughs> and Fozzie... And you and me having a match. I think it's a yeah, yeah Fozzie, and it, you and me have a title match to defend to headline it, bring it home. Oh, now it got real. But yeah, totally. Um, man, the thing is this. See, the thing is this. Um, is that from Gladiator? It's like, see, see, the thing is this. No, the Gladiator thing is you're good, but you're not that good, Spaniard. You see, the thing is this. I think maybe it's from Dirty Work. It's a Chris Farley thing. I think. Okay. You see, the thing is this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, the, the interesting thing is if you had to actually book a lineup, someone was like, yo, t- 10 bands, right? Th- three songs each. Okay. Oh, yeah. Three yeah. songs. I like so what that means, right? S- yeah. 10 bands. So you're not even thinking about the, uh, you're not even thinking about 
the like who puts on a good show. It's kind right. of irrelevant. It's just for like three banging hits, like three scorching hot. Yeah, tracks. it's like Summerfest or whatever. And who doesn't have three? Oh, scorching- called, yo, Jeremy Piven called SummerSlam the Summerfest. The Summerfest, absolutely. Yeah. In the ring. If you yeah, have not seen guy. that clip on YouTube, you have to see that. He's a complete douche. Um, I'll tell you right off the bat. If you get ten bands, three songs each. Yeah, and you have to be honest with yourself. Like you're like you, for sure. You're talking about being max pumped to hear every single song that happens and right ev- right right well i'm gonna hit you with this right now right out of the gates <laughs> who's hands opening down who's opening no, no, no. right out of the gates hands yeah. down i'm blowing two of those acts yeah. on jimmy johnston and the cfos right out of the gates <laughs> wow. i'm going i can I wanted, commit to that out of 10 opening 10? number opening number is definitely no austin, austin 316 no it's the glass shatters oh. Austin oh, song hypes the fucking crowd the into crowd. a no chance medley. And what's the, and then for, um, I honestly, I need four songs from Jimmy Johnson. I can't get away with two because I'm torn. It's got to be Austin, no chance. And then for me, it's either Jericho break the walls down or uh, Triple Dude, H. Austin, you want to hear Austin? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, listen to this. But you know that Triple H song Let's before he got Lemmy? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. fucking. One South. Yo, it's just gone. That's Austin, bro. Get out of here. Yeah, thank God you're not the champ anymore. This bullshit. <laughs> no, I, can't, I couldn't find the full. I did that because I couldn't find the full Stone Cold song. I love it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, I honestly, I would even. That? Oh, here it is. Oh, so yeah. this is you at your dream concert. This is how it kicks off. Yep. Absolutely. Not the disturbed version, right? No, just the no, 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 no. Just honestly, let's, we got to be so, honest. Wait, that that version sucks. Let's see in the video. You're just there at the concert like this. Everyone's just, just crushing beers. Yeah, the, the thing is, you get the concert on the right foot. It's, it's almost like a pregame. Yeah, you got to kick it off on a high note. You got to get the energy all the way up, get everyone hyped. Beers, throwing beers everywhere. Here's what they do. They get a t-shirt gun, and they yeah. fill it with a 30 rack, and they just right. blast the audience with beers. <laughs> Cans right to the dome. Just ba 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 Wait. Oh, so hype So your concert, wait, can we just... <laughs> this is... All right, this is great podcast. I can't stand you, but this is a great podcast. Can't deny it, people. Shebs. You needed this. You needed Shebs. this content. Shebs, listen. So you're saying, so you're saying, okay? Yeah. That your concert starts like this. No music, <laughs> nothing. Black, right? nothing. lights off, no Anyone music. Anyone on the stage? Anyone on the stage? Nobody, of course nobody's on the Not stage. Not even roadies, like, checking mics and stuff? I mean, can... before, they can check mics, but then they get the fuck off the stage right, and get ready right, for right. the show. And you're there. Do the lights flicker or what? What happens to the lights? Five minutes before showtime, they flicker on and off a couple times. Let everyone know. Get situated. (laughs) Buckle up because I'm not a kid. I'm 36. (laughs) So, like, I need, you know, I like a little (laughs) warning. Okay. You're there. Well, you're 36. Okay. Whatever. So, you're there. Okay. The lights flicker. And then does it go like this? Do you see Jimmy Johnston come up on stage (laughs) and people go that? Or does it just go like this? And then Jimmy Johnson and I wish I wish that it started I wish that it goes, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Johnston. But it doesn't. It just goes, lights turn on, Titantron video, glass breaks, and then Jimmy Johnson comes out in a stone cold vest, like he's stone cold. And he, he has a t shirt. Do you even gun. know what he looks like? I've seen him like one time in a WWE behind the scenes documentary. I totally forgot. He just looks like a white guy. Right. He comes out dressed like Austin, holding a T-shirt cannon that we've we've fi- we'd outfitted with a clip of be- cans of beer of Steve Weiss. Right. 
or or Jimmy Johnston Weisers, as they're called, Jim Weisers. Right. And he comes out and just just blasts the crowd with full metal cans of beer, and you have to catch him. You have to catch him. Catch but him. But there are. It is kind of dangerous, though, right? Very, very dangerous. Yo, someone's got to animate this. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I need a claymation of this. All right. <laughs> so he comes out. And this just plays. Like, so let's just sit in this song for a little bit. And so Jimmy Johnston is now arms up. And when does he grab the gun? When it goes the first round, wow, wow. Oh, for what? Play for me. I'll tell you what, I'll cue you when the, the, the beer gun comes out. Not yet. And by the way, the crowd, when they see this fucking, they never see the piece of cannon turn into a beer shooter. It's right here. So they go nuts. They're gonna go nuts for it. Here. Yep. Now, now he brings it out. The crowd's like, what the fuck? Okay, they now I just wanna put this in perspective for everyone. Yeah. We're only 46 seconds into this song. Yeah, yeah. So this song just is still going, the whole thing? Yeah, you said they get three songs. I assume that means they play to their completion. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so then Jimmy Johnson, he plays that. He goes all the way through that. It's more of right. a, It seems like it's more of a performance than a... Than a <laughs> it's yeah. to get the party started. He comes out, he shoots uh, everyone in the head. All right, what's his next song? Then he takes the vest off. And he sits at a piano. There's a piano on stage. So then right. he chills it out a little bit. And he plays the opening synth riff of No Chance in Hell, like the clouds parting. Like, no chance. You have that for me? I don't, I don't know if I have No Chance. Hold on. If you don't have which, No Chance in Hell. Which is actually the same. But I, I know, but I, I do have it. It's just, is it, did it last? The, I mean, the, the fact days. that you don't have WWE, the music volume four <laughs> on your desk at all times. I, I legitimately, in my home, I have three copies of that album on CD, just around my house. There was one in my car for some reason. There, it was everywhere. All right, so no chance plays. We know how that goes. I'll, I'll, right. I'll pull. I, I I just need to pull it onto the new soundboard because I right. did the soundboard. Right now, then and then he ends it with. <laughs> I only get three, right? Because I told you yeah. I'm very torn between like the game, um. Yeah. And break the walls. You're down. the one where you like the one where he goes like, "Yo, one two, is yep. this on? Is this on? Yo, Jimmy, hit me with a little hit bit of that, triple, with a little H. Bit of that <laughs> triple H. Yeah, 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 yeah. That song fucking bangs. That bangs. But, but if I only get three songs, I'm gonna go with break the walls down. If I get an encore out of Jimmy Johnston, I would do the game and then break the walls down at the encore. But if I'm only doing three songs, it's break the walls down. And yeah. wow, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. What is that one? That's a, his Time Is Now version. Right? That, was that what it is? I don't know what the song is called. I believe it's just called The Game. I think it's My Time. I think, I think it's, it's time. time. Oh, maybe it's My Time. I think it's My Time. One, Could two. Be. Is this song? Yeah, yeah, you hear it? Great song. Yeah. Great song. I actually, this I'm pulling out to the soundboard as we talk right now. Um, it's a great song, but unfortunately it does not make it to my... my my Jimmy Johnson Okay, so Jimmy Johnson, he... Well, and, and, and to be fair, I like that song more than I like Austin's theme song. But I got to kick off the dream concert with the Austin theme song. There's no... I mean, Let it doesn't me matter. Actually, okay, so it goes Austin. Right, okay. It goes Austin, then it goes into... No uh, Chance in Hell. No Chance in Hell. And then it goes to... Um, Jericho, Break the, the Walls Down. 
Jerk. Oh, I thought it was DX. I'm glad you said that. I, no, I, DX I, is D, look in hindsight. DX sucked. Okay, if you look back, <laughs> I loved them. at the time. They were my favorite stable. I like them more than the NWO. If you look back, first of all, it's real. It does not hold up for 2020. All right, it's a lot of uh, we're gonna call it a lot of uh, rape culture in those in those segments. Okay, it's, it's kind of not cool. Um, it's a little. And that's much. why you said that about Sean's wife to get back at him, right? Kind of give it. it was yeah, I don't think he's thing. a good dude. I really, honestly, I don't like Shawn Michaels. I think he's an incredible in-ring performer, but he's one of my least favorite wrestlers. I think he's an awful person. Um, but DX, I mean, they all were stooges except for Triple H, who I don't even like as a wrestler. Shawn Michaels, who I don't like as a person. And then it's Xbox badass Billy Gunn and and, and Road Dog Jesse James. China's awesome, but it's like it, it's not that high-powered of a stable, to be perfectly honest. And what they did was a lot of frat boy, you know, buffoonery. And, you know, it just wasn't that cool. And then when they had all the revivals were just Sean and, and Triple H, that shit was awful. It was like they would just shill gear and merch, and it just, like, wasn't fun. This is the song. So, yeah, would this, this, but this wouldn't make it. Oh, my God. This song does rock. Alright, but that's not gonna make your Jimmy Johnson. That's like a mature version of the DX song. That's like if you take the DX right. song and give it to like a real pro to redo. It might be in the encore though. No, I was saying if there's an encore from Jimmy Johnston, I would put the game my time at, to end out the set yeah. and I would have as the encore would start with the countdown to the Y2J and then into Break the Walls Down. If Jimmy Johnson gets an encore. If okay. he does not... Who's up next? Can I, can, I, can I make a suggestion? Yeah, please. I would choose Metalingus comes up next. <laughs> they don't <laughs> they have play, three songs. They play three times in a row. <laughs> the Edge song. The Edge song? Um... Can I tell? Bro. Can I? Can I give you a a, uh, a break the rules sort of situation? Instead of a, a three peat of metal, because you said they get three bangers. Can I have one of the slots, one of the ten slots, be split three ways between Kill Switch Engage, Metalingus, and Mercy Drive? Kill Switch Engage obviously would do the Burn in My Light, the original CM Punk theme song, which is amazing. Metalingus right. would do You Think You Know Me or whatever the fuck it's called on this day. <laughs> it's called You Think You Know Me. <laughs> on this you day. Think you know me. On this day, I see clearly everything is changed. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. Here's my edge impression. My edge impression. It's a visual impression, so it's not going to work for the people listening. But on the video, here's my edge impression. No, the edge, the best edge was when he came in at Rumble and he was like this. He was Woo! Like, Chills, man. Goose right. bumps. Goose bumps. Uh, all right. I got, I, I got uh, RL I got RL Stein in my vagina. I had full goosebumps out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that spit take, bitch. <laughs> I'm got him. <laughs> that's that's the energy I'm bringing to the podcast. That's why I'm your Yo, champion. Legit, if you watch that video. Took a sip of my water, spit it out all yeah. over. 
What did you I bring say? the spit takes. If he didn't bring a fucking spit take in his life, Adam Letterman's a great guy, oh. but he's never bringing the content heat like me. I could do it all. I'm hilarious. I'm a great in-ring performer. No one rocks the mic like I do. I am your champion, and you deserve it. <laughs> legit spit take. Now we've got the legit spit into the COVID cough. You're out. The, the episode, we might have to end the episode right now. Oh, what do you, I don't even know what you said. I said... I had goosebumps when Edge came back for Royal Rumble. I got goosebumps. I got R.L. Stein in my vagina. That's what I said, motherfucker. And I stand by it. I totally did. That's exactly how I felt. Anyway, I just want uh, I'm going to share my screen for a second for you guys. Look at this. Oh, I'm dying. Look at this because this will be on the video. Look at my YouTube. I thought this was porn, okay? Look at this. Oh, boy. We're looking at a screen now. What do we got here? What do we got? What do we this got? This is porn. It was uh, Triple H's oh, torso. <laughs> it looks like I thought it was ladies' breasts. It's Triple H's very greased up, very luby and shiny and baby oiled pecs, which in this light, because his pecs are so massive, do just look like a bunch of, they look like titty. They look like huge boobs. Yeah, and it's hilarious. If you look at the side, by the way, you can say I listened to Judas. A bunch of times in a row. Right, uh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. So, second birth, I'd like to split. I know it's three songs per act. Well, sorry, I'd too like bad. To- I've already decided that Metalingus comes out next and plays, uh, uh, plays uh, the Edge. <laughs> you think okay, you know fine. me well, three I times st- in a row? I still want to split. I still want to triple split the bill between Mercy Drive, Kill Switch Engage, and all right, fuck. Who sings? Um, wow. I'm so sorry that I don't remember this right now. What is the band that sings Cody Rhodes' theme song? Downstate. Downstate. So I want to I do a, a triple split between Downstate, Kill Switch Engage, and Mercy Drive. Right. Okay. Um, so you want the... When you're running inside my life. I am not, not that. Not that. No, that song's great, but it's not a top three wrestling song for me. Okay. All right. So, okay. So then who comes out after this? The After you inexplicably, your audience gets three <laughs> bands in a row who are splitting a three. You mean you well, split? Well, first, first they get, first they get one band playing the same song three times. You get Jimmy Johnston kind of like doing like a dead mouse uh, version of his, of his, like a little dead mouse, kind of but like a cosplay version of dead mouse of his hands. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Then you get a, a split. You explain to the crowd. Does someone come out to be like, "Yo, this next three songs is a, we're gonna split the bill of these next three. Right. And uh, no, no, it's no, be well, Mercy then, Drive, uh, Blind, Kill Switch uh, Engage, uh, Kill Switch Engage, and Downstate, and Downstate say Cody song. Okay, then who comes out after this? Um. Well, then you. Well, did you say that Middle English? And then is the good? next band that comes out is Oasis. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oasis comes out. They hit you with Wonderwall. Um. They hit you with. Um, Don't look back in anger. No, it's too low. I need I need a song. What was the first single off the Be Here Now album? It was called Don't Go Away. No, Right Here, Right Now. I believe it. All my people, right here, right now. No, it's called Do You Know What I Mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think we should. So stick, I, I think we should keep this to be a, just a wrestling concert. Like what, we're not. No. 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 Too okay. bad. I got. So I got Wonderwall. Do you know what I mean? And then I'm going to hit you with a song called Hmm. Oasis is tough because they have so many fucking great songs. Do you have any favorites? I mean, I like a lot of the B-sides. Like, I like I Hope I Think I Know. I like 
Cast No Shadow. I like Hello. I like Lila. They have a great Come On Feel the Noise cover. There's really too many great Oasis songs to name. So do you have one that you love? I mean, don't look back in anger. I would have a it's just so low. That. It's just so low energy. I know, but like, I just like it. I just like it. I think. I mean, but a, to go wonder. I, I think you can bring it down a little bit. They've heard. Uh, they heard. Um, uh, you think you know me three times in a row? I think right. you can bring it down a little bit. Right. Okay. 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 Fine. For you, we'll do. Don't look back in anger. So it goes Wonderwall, which brings it down. Or, then it goes or back you up. know what? Or I would say. Um, Live Forever is also a song I really like. By I would rather go Live Forever because that's sort of the vibe of this concert. It's like we're going to live forever. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Champagne yeah. Supernova, which would be also a nice touch, yeah. but I'd rather go Live Forever. Yeah. Okay, okay. so then, then Oasis comes out. Then we get The Rock. We bring The Rock back with Foo Fighters. Okay? <laughs> they come out, and they hit me with... Foo uh, Fighters, bro? Hey, jo- hey, Johnny Park? They hit me with Hey, Johnny Park, which is my favorite... Top three favorite songs of all time. Not a single. It is No One Knows This Song. It's track three off The Color and the Shape. I can't believe, yo, ten bands, you're bringing in Foo Fighters. No, ch- I can't even allow this. A hundred percent I'm bringing in Foo Fighters. But only playing Hey Johnny Park. Um, uh, I'll Stick Around <laughs> from the I'll first album. Around, I'll Stick Around. Look, Foo Fighters, say what you will about them. They fucking rocked until 1997. Those first two Foo Fighters albums I, are two of my favorite ten albums ever. Everything after that, they I have don't to give play a long acoustic. No? No, then they were... Yo, I got a suggestion. Just hear okay. me out. I'm hearing you. Okay. Can, we, can I book teases? Because here's what I would book. I would book... Dave Grohl comes out. Starts going. Dun, 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 dun. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I've waited here for mm-hmm. you. And then he goes. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That's the move. That's the move. Yeah. All right. The move is. Dan, you, are you writing this down? I'm, I'm on the YPG. I can't. It's recorded. It's recorded. It's recorded. All right. So it goes. Hey, Johnny Park. Okay. Into. I'll stick around. Into an everlong tease medley, into an acoustic version of "I Hear Voices in My Head." Dave Grohl, I hear voices. Head, I hear voices. What? Honestly, if someone's like, "Yo, you get to hear Dave Grohl tease," I hear voices <laughs> um, <laughs> in the middle of Everlong. Then he comes back to Everlong, you know, and yep. then they're like, "Yo, right after the song ends, you die." I'd be like, oh, that, that might be a good time. That might be I, a good- I would call me after I've raised some kids. Like when I'm in my 60s, 50s, I would, I would end it there. But I still got a little bit too much to do. Um, I got to okay. pass that seed. But what up, if baby. you die from an RKO? I would love to die from an RKO. The, my yeah. dream death is Randy Orton RKOs me off this beautiful penthouse balcony <laughs> in Waikiki. Into the canal. We both die together. Yeah. yeah. And we uh. both die together. Uh, um. Anyway, well, that's can, five you bands down. You cannot deny this content. You cannot deny this content. This is killer content. I this mean, is killer content. But here's the thing. Here's, I've man. got. We didn't even rate this RKO. We and, didn't suck or finish this concert. Who comes out? So what? Comes well, because out because the thing is, I I got a fucking thing in 15 minutes. I got a champion's appointment. I've got a I've got a thing. All right. Do we put a pin in the concert? Do we do a part two of this concert later? 
do I continue this episode later today and we just make this a straight bonus and we just do a full episode of <laughs> no, I think bullshit? we can end the concert. I think we can end the concert and rate this RKO. And then let's rate this RKO. I'll that tell was... you what. Let's rate this RKO right now as an intermission. And then we will come back and we will finish planning the dream concert. <coughs> I think we should just finish the concert if we're going to do that. No, we need to rate the RKO. We ha- we've done five bands down. We have five okay. to go. It's a perfect, <laughs> right. the perfect stopping point. I called this and By the episode- way, sir, I'm not editing out any of these coughs just to remind you that this pandemic is real, folks. Okay. Yeah, the pandemic is real, and honestly, I recommend you stay indoors. Do not leave your home. Definitely do not go to a person you know has full-blown COVID and beat them over the head with a suitcase, okay. take their Come title, on, and then get on a plane to right. beautiful Waikiki. Don't do that. There's only room for one of those, and that <sighs> spot's already taken by your champion. All right, I'm not going to respond to that we need to move forward. So I'm re-watching this RKO right now. Yep. Um so, Look, for the listeners, we are about to embark upon the Jason Shabir Memorial RKO patented RKO ranking system. R-K. Now you can call me what you want. Apex Predator, Viper, you can even call me the Legend Killer, but the only thing you need to refer to me as is the three most destructive letters in sports entertainment, and that is RK. Which works because it's also his initials. Yep. That's what uh, they thought of everything. It's Randall Keith. I will yeah. say this. Randall Keith Orton was always one of my guys. Except for, except for when he first, first, first came out, I was mad that he beat Foley in a hardcore match. But once I saw that match, then when I started liking him, because then I said, actually, this guy was the man. Like, he earned my respect because he did a hardcore match with a hardcore legend. I was a little salty about it, but ever since then, he was one of my guys. Randy Orton. Coming off the summer of Randy, the summer of, of Orton, the summer of striking in style. He had one of the best summers in the world in the history of pro wrestling. It was so good that they had to put the belt on him just for two weeks, just to acknowledge what a good fucking job Randy Orton did all summer. They're like, we can't not give this guy a title, a bump up to 14 right now, which is, by the way, insane if you think about it, because that puts him in the category of only three other people, Triple H, John Cena, and Ric Flair. And that title run was, was, was like not even a month long. But they're like, the, the work is so good, we got to give him the belt. They give him the belt, they take it away. So coming off of the summer of Orton, where he killed it, absolutely killed it, now to have the angle he's having with Bray and Alexa Bliss and this match, Randy Orton is undeniably one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. He's not just one of my guys. He might be my guy. He might be my number one wrestler. He might be <laughs> jumping Scott Hall. He might, it's hard to even fathom that he'd be jumping The Rock but certainly is making a case for it, man. He's that damn good. Um, he is amazing. He is fantastic. Um, <coughs> he, <coughs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> so I'm going to, it stops right there and it, and it continues right here. I'm just going to pick it up for you because you're dying right now. I got to yeah. talk a little bit about this match. Great things leading up to that RKO. The way he actually won the match was not the RKO. The match was won when he t- put Bray on fire which was actually kind of like a, it was like the small package of Firefly Inferno matches. Like he just sort of did like a, a switcheroo. Like Bray was like mandible clawing him into the fire and he right. pivoted. He turned him around to get him with the underhooks and just lit his back on fire. Right. So we've got a flaming Bray Wyatt right now. Randy runs so, back. So yo, the, when Bray's on fire there, that's actually him, right? That's actual Bray, but he's wearing the leather coat. So they obviously have it like right. flame treated, like flame retarded. But what about they, his hair? 
His hair didn't catch fire. Those dreads, they sprayed him with uh, no flame. Flame that, be gone. Is that real? I don't know. Is that flame be gone a real pro? Look, stuntmen have been lighting themselves on fire for years. And let me tell you something. 90% of those guys have long hair also. So, right. like, there must yeah. be something in place. That's a prereq. That's a prereq. <laughs> those guys are all ponytail. So, yeah. there must be something in place to make sure hair doesn't catch fire. He hits him with a small package, a.k.a. the switcheroo. Gets his back on fire. Rolls into the ring. Bray, not to be deterred, is like, that didn't hurt, motherfucker. I'm still coming for you. I may have lost this match, but right. I got your number. And then he rolls into the ring, and Randy just hits him with the RKO from out of nowhere. I don't know. We'll evaluate. Right. So what do you think of the RKO? First stat, the R, the respectability, well, or the, the re execution. execution. How solid of an RKO are we well, looking at? I'm rewatching it right now just for that. I'll say one thing about it. The execution of the camera work uh, was not great for what we do, but was really good for what uh for tv viewage because right. the rko kind of a lot of that which will i'll jumping ahead a little bit but a lot of the out of nowhere just came from camera work which right but we'll that's okay talk about but yeah. that's okay because let's be honest this match hit me with a big swerve you know like when they lit actually lit bray on fire i was like what the fuck i didn't you know my brain didn't process that it's probably pre-recorded i was like oh he's dousing him with gasoline no, me either it was they doused perfect. him with gasoline. Yo, I'm like, the there's no way they're actually going to light him on fire because he doused him with gasoline. So, like, Alexa's going to come out and stop it or something. Right. But then they straight up did it, and I was like, whoa, the, what? They shocked everybody. The execution of the Thunderdome here was a three. You know? Absolutely. Like, the Thunderdome was on point. It's, we were talking about this. It's always yeah. amazing when they could take this negative of, like, no crowds, Thunderdome, you know, wrestling kind of changing, and turn it into something positive. Like, the Boneyard match. Such a great example of like, man, this is actually better because COVID hit wrestling and forced them to do this thing. The Firefly Inferno match, 100% yeah. the same boat. It's better that this was pre-recorded, that we could just seamlessly integrate a match like this into a pay-per-view because yeah. of the Thunderdome, because of COVID, and get this swerve of lighting Bray on actual fire. This match was a five-star match a lot of the times because of the camera work. So the camera work is very much my friend here. But let's just talk about just the execution of the okay. RKO itself. So here's what I would say. The, uh, the, the execution, itself. I'm watching it now. So we're talking out of three, and that's just the execution of the RKO. Right. Um, I think it's close. It's at least a, just a It's at least a 2.5. Right. It's um, a 2.5, maybe a three, but probably not a three. He gets but, the neck. Um, the, 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 the face hits the, the ground. Yeah. The impact is what it is. It's not – it's not – Um. some of these RKOs – if, if he was to RKO someone like Mustafa Ali or a smaller guy or more right. athletic guy, sometimes they kind of fly up a little bit when they take right. it. Right. Bray kind of just does kind of a classic fat guy flop. You know well, what I mean? I'll say, yeah, I'll say that he took it like a champ, though. Like, Bray definitely sold it. Bray did good. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not a perfect execution. We'll, you want to call it 2 or 2.5? Let's see. Um, I'm just Watch it one more time and tell me. I'm good with either. See, but here's the thing. <laughs> it's not I, a yeah, three. It's... It's close to a three because Bray's face bounces off the mat. Okay, in a way so that's we're saying really it's nice. So it's either a 2.4, 2.5, or a three. Two is off the table. No, it's at, uh, I, I'm good with a 2.5, but with the fire <coughs> coming into the execution, like adding the fact that he you takes can't, it while he's on fire. You can't add the fire to the execution. The execution evaluates right, only 2.5, but again, what's the, to, re, to, restate, it? to restate the facts. Yeah. The only thing that we take into the execution, the respectability, right. is how textbook of an RKO is this. It is a perfectly beautiful RKO. If you were teaching an RKO, would you show them this? Be like, this is how you do this move. 
I don't know. What would I change? Look, it could be a three for a, for a fat guy yeah. like Bray. This could be what a three looks like on Bray. Maybe it's a three. I've got no beef with that. 2.5. No, no, no. It's not a three because Randy just doesn't – he doesn't – he, he doesn't, doesn't get the neck as much. He doesn't, just, hit, he doesn't crank the neck. And, uh, right. It's not perfect. It's a two so five. look, it's a two it five. sounds like we're 2 5. We're locked in on 2 5. I'm circling around like the buzzer. Lock it in or not? 2 5. Lock it in. Respectability 2.5. All right. KO. The K is for. Yeah. The KO, the knockout power, that's a full three. Why? Because the dude's on fucking fire. All right. Yeah. He's already. <laughs> He's already burning from the flames. His, his the energy back of is his getting... head's on fire, and the front of his face smashes into the ground. It's a three. Right. That can't be one millipoint short of a perfect three. And then for the out-of-nowhereness... If somebody's on fire, any kind of... Imp- if you punch, punch them, you imagine that's got to be the, ch- the cherry on top of the pie. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that hurts just a little bit more. So what um, I'm saying is that like to nail a 2.5 for execution RKO... On someone whose face is gonna hit the ground, uh, uh, on this, that's a K- that's a three for knockout. That's a three. Power. That's a three. Lock it in. And for out of nowhereness, so I'm gonna call this. I think two. the out of nowhereness too. See, out of nowhereness gets at least a one point deduction. Yeah. For the fact that I was like, once he went in the ring, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna get RKO. I knew the RKO was coming. It's almost a positive deduction. Right. It's like, oh right, man, right. I know it's he's a good, RKO, right, 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 awesome. right. You don't want out of nowhereness right. for this RKO. Right, but the facts remain the facts. When you're ranking how good it is, out of nowhereness is a factor. And in fact, Dan, before I brought to you my patented system, before I did the research and yeah. earned a PhD in the Amazon, yeah. you guys on the Comedians Wrestling Podcast were only ranking RKOs solely on how out of nowhere they were. So That's true. That's a main factor for a lot of people. This one, we kind of maybe saw it coming, maybe didn't, but the fact remains they were back in the ring. It's the end of the match, so it's on I, the table. I go two. I go two. I said two, yeah. The camera work helped. Lock it Prince in. Not, lock it in. So what we have I, is, I want to say something about the extra point. Please do. I'm pushing for a two extra pointer on this. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about the extra yeah. point. You don't have to push me that hard, man, because I'm also pushing for two point <laughs> extra point. Yes. yes. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because it absolutely has the X factor, right? Right. The fucking, the whole match was a fucking cream dream. The whole thing, yeah. I was R.L. Stein in the vagina. Goosebumps plenty. Like, the whole match was incredible. Oh, Obviously, the finish is awesome. A flaming RKO. He gets an RKO to a dude who's on fire. And Fuego? Are you kidding me? That's amazing. That's absolutely earning the X-Factor point. And then he douses the motherfucker with gasoline and lights him on fire? That's absolutely double points. Double points, double snack. It's a, we're all happy campers, okay? Yeah. So what we have here is we got a 2.5 plus 3, which is a 5.5, plus 2, which is a 7.5, Earning two extra points, making this a 9.5 RKO. Which I think is the highest rated RKO. No, we think we have an 11. Really? Yeah, the, the, the Randy Orton on Seth Rollins is an 11. Because that's a perfect 10, 3-3-3 three, three, three across the board with the one, one point with one point that's, for X-Factor, and then an extra one point oh. for WrestleMania bonus. Oh, the WrestleMania bonus, yes. Yeah, and, and, and the RKO of, of uh, Pac, of Neville, off the ladder in the that one the was bank. sick. That one That's was a sick. perfect ten. So this is actually our third, third. highest ranking RKO. 
This that's is a nine point. That's fair. That's fair because it, it does lack in some ways. But the right look, the, the fire is just like it's so hard you, to not. Dude, you you can't plan for that fire. That fire came in and just lit us all up. Like we, I was so happy. Like honestly, how the many fire moments? Fire almost broke the your system, which you worked so hard on. Absolutely. We had, to, almost, we had to add another point. In the extra, yeah. If you didn't allow that, the system would be broken. I'd be arguing. Well, but that's it. the thing. My system, like the Constitution, is the perfect document because it could be amended. It's a living document. Right. So All that's right. what's up there. So I'm very happy with this ranking. And let me, but let me tell you something. The amount of moments that we have now as adult wrestling fans where we are truly blown away from watching a wrestling match and are just so happy and love it so much, right. they're so rare that to have a match like this and to feel that was – just a real breath of fresh air. And just a couple things that I want to just give, I have to give a shout out to okay. from this match before we kind of wrap it up is I love the actual matches that Randy Orton used to light Bray on fire because I've never seen them in my life. They look like little mini incense sticks. They were just like matches that would burn really long cinematically. And right. they happen to be at the time caper station. That's fantastic. I also love that when he brought the canister of gas out, he gave it a little sniff. He like, yeah. Randy, he sniffed it and then gave <laughs> it like a check that it's not what it is. Which right, is he wasn't to make sure it was actual gasoline. Was like, Ooh, wow, oh, yeah. boy, that smells like gasoline. Oh, he really sold the gas. Yeah. And that's what's so important for wrestling. These guys yeah. have always got to be selling. And he really sold me that that was yeah. gasoline. I love that. After he won the match, yeah. that legend killer pose, that arms out pose with the fire. Yeah. I mean, how amazing. What I a think great my only beef was that he wasn't in the undies just for the sh that picture. But well, I, I get you. It's a I fire get match. You. You know? I get you. But Randy Orton has been doing a lot of G.I.E. Joe shit lately. What I mean yeah. by that is he's been putting on a lot of different Barbie outfits, like Malibu Barbie, Lawyer Barbie, Astronaut Barbie. Like he had Night Vision Randy, where he was like in the, in the, in the janitor outfit. You know? Okay, and this, this is Firefly Inferno Randy, because if he came out in undies with his skin exposed. <laughs> if he was a yo, they should have a Barbie line of Ordens. That's what I'm saying. If he came out, this is Firefly Inferno Randy, because if he came out in undies, you would you know. You'd be like, yo, I know that this guy's not losing this match. There's no way they're going to light this guy on fire with his bare skin. So he comes out wearing the, the whole black-on-black -black work boots. You're like, oh, yo, maybe he right. will lose this match. Maybe he will get lit on fire in an outfit like that. But the last thing I got to say about that outfit, one thing I clocked, and this is the content you pay for, people. Yeah. Randy Orton, that hoodie, RKO on the front, Legend Killer on the back. I clocked the font. Do you know what that font is that no. they're using? Go back, watch the, the, the match, watch the back of his sweatshirt. He is sporting, and I can't, realize, I, I can't believe I didn't realize it until now. Yeah. That is Guitar Hero. That's the name of that <laughs> font. His, his back says Legend uh, Killer and straight up Guitar Hero. Lock I, it in. I thought you were going to say something good, like it was something good, but it's something not good. I mean, it's not bad. Guitar Hero is a great Chaps, game. I have to ask you one last question before you go, because I know you're strapped for time. Please. I guess yeah. while we have you here and we're talking about Orton, uh, I'd be remiss, I'd be irresponsible if I didn't ask you this question. This year, I did my top 10, uh, last year, I did my top 10 wrestlers of 2020 list. Yep. For yep. the males, I felt like Randy Orton had an incredible year, but I had to go number one to Drew McIntyre. Okay? okay. Had okay. to. I'm just curious if you feel like... Everyone seems to have agreed with me so far that Drew had to go number one. Right. But 
Did you, as you, Randy Orton being your number one guy, is there any, and, 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 and I know you're a guy who's always down with what's factually the correct answer. Right, right. And where right. are you at on that? Did so, you feel okay with that? Yeah, so I, I disagree with you, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a respectful disagree. I think Drew McIntyre is the obvious choice, not the obvious choice, but I understand the logic because he beat Lesnar clean. Yeah. He had the title run. He was the COVID champ. Won the Rumble. He won the Rumble. Great year. But the working man, like, that's like giving the PWI number one to Moxley because it's like the cool move or whatever. Orton had, honestly, a better year. His feud with McIntyre, the feud with Edge coming back was absolutely incredible. Right. If the it was my list, if it was like, yo, this is yeah. Dan, not yeah. the factual, you know, yeah. not being like, yo, who had I the got best year. It, it, Orton would be a top. It, to me, top look, to me, I understand why Drew is a good choice and maybe yeah. even the right choice. But for me, I think like the real analysis, if you look at like the money ball right. of it all, like Orton had better promos, better storylines. Drew McIntyre, I love to death, but he's a little one notey. Like yeah. he's a little lacking. Like Randy Orton is just a little bit more seasoned, had a lot more diversity of angle. Like between Bray, between Edge, between McIntyre, he worked with everybody. It was always gold. And Orton won all year while losing a lot. A hundred percent. And he did the job. He did the yeah. honors for people. So that's why that's the that's the Shabiro pick. He was the guy making it work. Like he was the guy going out on his back. He was the the real workhorse here, which is by the way incredible for Randy to be the workhorse because that's not his MO, but he is now. All the shit they say about him, he doesn't put people over. Like, kayfabe, like, you never helped anyone out, Randy. You never told the other guy's advice. That <laughs> yeah. shit's kayfabe. He is absolutely helping guys out. Even when they had, there's that clip where, where he knocks out McIntyre, or McIntyre knocks him out on the, on the ramp, and then he, like, you can see him, like, being knocked out, kayfabe, call up to McIntyre, be like, yo, pick up the belt. Pick up the belt. Hold it above your head. Like, yeah. he's, he's a vet, man, and he's really coming to his own, and well, he's I think truly he amazing. Loved, I think he loves the Thunderdome. Randy, I think he's Randy thriving. loves like I go fly back to my wife, then I just come uh, back here, and he's, he's no no fucking house shows like you know uh, what let I mean. Me tell you something. And he's doing all this while being the consummate family man. Shout out to Kim Morton. I respect the number the one stepdad. He was my number one stepdad of 2020, though. I I, I have him as my number one wrestler, my number one stepdad. All right. in, it could be my number one guy. Anyway, Dan, I got to do champion shit, so I got to roll. But um, all right. Look, you know where I'm at. The belt's right here. Hit me up. I'm in Waikiki. You take that plane. You take that COVID test, and you get a title shot whenever you want. You deserve one. Well, you Peace. also said I, you also have to talk to the commissioner. You're forgetting about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but me and him had dinner the other week. He's good. All right, everybody. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, I don't know. Are we going to get more of these episodes, Shebs? What, what, like, what's happening here? Like, you know, I need more heads I gotta up. I got to go. I got to go. Going forward. No, no. I, I, look, I, just, I got championship. You wouldn't understand. You're not a champion. But um, I can hit you up in a little bit. Maybe we'll finish up that rock and roll concert list. All right. Okay. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to our first episode of 2021. Um, And it is Shebs called it the cow champion. And uh, everybody, make sure you follow our YouTube channel because on uh, 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 YouTube, uh, 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 Dan Black Attack uh, slash Comedians of Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. I'll, this video will be posted. You can see what we're talking about. I shared my screen a little bit. Also, uh, going forward, we're going to post a lot more YouTube tra- uh, uh, content. Also, follow our socials at COW Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. And follow me at, uh, at Dan Black Attack Podcast. And also, um, check out my other podcast, the Dan Black Attack Podcast, where, where we uh, uh, dissect the news to an unhealthy degree uh, uh, called the Regular Guy News. Uh, uh, check that out. And remember to rate, rate all these podcasts five stars on Apple Podcasts. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll get more of these Shebs podcasts. He's the champ. So, you know, I'm not crazy about it, but 
it, you know, this is his right. So everybody, uh, spread the word of the pod. Happy New Year and keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Cheers all. Comedians of wrestling. I listen. I-